biggest thing for everyone when they're trying to train with Crohn's colitis or with a J pouch or with a colostomy bag is you, you need that knowledge of yourself. You need to know yeah. what you're in and what comes out. So at the minute, I'm trialing bananas and seeing if that helps solidify things. I love, yeah. I love a good chat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, trying bananas and, and ultimately like one of the things I've discovered, so there's a lot of um, diet nutrition um, things out there at the minute that are quite polarized, talking about like low carb to ketogenics to, to high carb traditional forms of diet. Um, I try going into the sort of keto sort of thing and, and cutting out carbs. What I find is that makes me far too acidic. Yeah. So when I'm high level, level of acid, that makes things very uncomfortable. Um, which means like sleepless nights, difficult um, training because of those sleepless nights, um, and then obviously experiences in the bathroom become uh, slightly more discomforting. Yeah, uh, I, but yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think for me, I, I'm quite fortunate in that I can go and train, generally speaking, most days without many mishaps. But yeah. I'll always, 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 I'm on the toilet before I train. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I do exactly the same. But yeah, do you know what, actually, whenever I had a, uh, the bag, I actually find it quite convenient sometimes going to the bathroom. So, yeah. like, uh, one, of, one of the other sports is golf, and uh, I go out with uh, my mate Ollie, and we play nine O's, and I'd need to empty the bag, like, at nine O's. And so yeah. sometimes it wasn't convenient to go back in to find a toilet. So just literally behind a bush, Take a knee, roll out the bag, help you go, flush it with a bit of water, done. And off we go. I, I, I def, I, like I said, it's, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough realization you have to go back to a bag, and it, it comes with this stigma and all that. And people obviously without the bag, they don't, they wouldn't understand that. But it's, um, it definitely makes your time a lot more productive and your life a lot easier. Excuse me, once you get used to it. Um, like I know now, say say we're gonna have a family day out. I have I have no absolutely no worries about the time I'm gonna be spending out and the time I'm gonna be spending away from the toilet. Not always thinking, right, where's the next toilet? If we go there today, let's plan where the toilet's gonna to be. Or if I eat this, then it's gonna be a little bit difficult to to go out and do certain things. So <clears throat> um, I definitely think that my life has changed for the better with having the bag now. When it comes to training, like I said, I can go for a lot longer without even worrying about thinking toilet, toilet, toilet. Um, and it does, yeah, I think it just gives you a lot more freedom. Without a doubt, a lot more freedom. What about actually your training and fatigue level? So that the level you train at, does that actually, does it make you ill? So so having UC or having Crohn's, now the, the different training levels, so whether you're just someone who just enjoys just general activity or someone who competes, sort of where you sit in between, like whether you sit, uh, either one of them or sit in between, does the, actual, does the training actually physically make you feel worse? Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, there are, there are athletes out there that obviously um, play elite level sport. You know, there's Michelle Wilcox, who's like a GB triathlete, but she's, uh -huh. uh, she's an ostomy um, or has an ostomy. Um, yeah. And then there's a couple out there like Darren Fletcher and the likes who are all uh, ambassadors for Crohn's Colitis UK. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But I think for me, there's there's a way, there is definitely a way, there's definitely scope to push your training up to competing at, at whatever level potentially you want to achieve. For me, I haven't found that way yet, and I 
I'll be honest, my training is at a level that I find comfortable. Yeah. Okay. It takes it's something something I've got to be very careful about. I think like we're both parents now, and one of the things I'm really conscious of is having enough energy in the evenings. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. that in itself makes me <laughs> taper my training somewhat, uh, so that I'm not completely spent. Because there'll be times I'll get fed up and I'll just want to have a hard training session. And I'll yeah. do I'll do it, and it's not it's nowhere near as hard as what. And which that's that's another conversation. It's nowhere near as hard as yeah. what I would previously have trained at. Yeah. Uh, but there'll be like there'll be literally a physical switch. I'll feel like a physical switch inside me, or I can actually feel myself approaching that line. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. I'll go. Do you know what? I'm going through it today. But then, like afterwards, I am totally depleted. It's like I was running out of energy completely, and yeah. it's like sleep, um, and it's such a such a strange thing. Like because I'll be fine up until that point, and I feel like, come on, come on, today, today's the day. Let's push it. Let's push it. And and yeah. um, I'll feel that almost. It almost feels like someone kicking your insides. Absolutely. And, and then it's like. Boom, cold sweats, but oh, I need, right, I need to sleep, I need to sit down, I need to literally do nothing for the next hour, hour and a half. And then even after that, I'm I'm in recovery mode. That's it. Like But the uh, difference is, is as you mentioned, is that you're either still in work and you've still gotta you've still gotta go out yeah. there and treat your patients and be involved and be enthusiastic. Um but you really want a hard, hard session in the afternoon. So it's it's a fine, fine balance you find. Now, the difference is if you're a full-time athlete, like, like the guys you've mentioned, the guys and girls you've mentioned, is that they will have the sufficient rest and recovery required, governed by their strength and conditioning coach or their diet nutritionist. So that's, that's the difference we have between um, essentially is a full-time athlete and then us, us guys who are full, full-time working, uh, family people that, that that really like to train hard but find it very very hard to find a, a good balance like I said previously to previous to having the pouch um, I used to find that you know I'd wake up in the morning I'm sure, sure most people do I'd wake up in the morning where I'd probably be about 50% of my battery full it never felt like I had a full battery and that was before I had a little one so you know the sleepless nights and so forth um, so you'd wake up in the morning 50% battery then you think, right, my training is going to be, I'm going to be going training early morning to get something in before work, and that would be a, uh, a wad of some type, um, um, some high-intensity training, nothing too heavy lifting because it's too early. And then, you know, you'd have your breakfast and, and then you'd train at lunch. So you'd have an hour and a half of training at lunch, and that would be a lifting period. So we do some kind of resistance training or some kind of Olympic lifting. Now, all the time, you, you, and your battery's depleting. Continue depleting. So by three o'clock in the afternoon, when you've got your, your notes to get down and you're still expected to be, you know, full on um, in work, is that you're actually almost zero percent your battery. The coffee, are you getting any food that you can, anything you can just to give you a little bit of buzz? And generally that would end up for most people as sugars because there's a quick rush and I can feel good for about five minutes. And then you you get that kind of smash, it's gone again. So... And then evening time, you just feel like completely depleted. That's that's it. Your energy's gone. Get in a bit of food, maybe feel a little better, and then early to bed. But then it's the same again. You wake up the next morning, you you start depleted. So the difficulty is is finding the right balance between training hard enough to feel good or or, or for what sport you're doing, but also having the sufficient recovery afterwards. 
And everyone's going to be so, so different with their experiences of, of obviously toilet, diet, training, family life. It's very, very difficult to fit everything around. But somehow we just manage. Somehow there's no point. I've seen, I've seen on forums that people say, you know, I've been trained. I used to train three, four times a week and, you know, compete maybe once, twice a week. And I've had to stop, completely stop doing that. And I'd understand, yes, if you're having a flare-up or if you're, you know, you're, you're having a really, really bad uh, few weeks. But to stop completely, I don't think that really will help in the long term. I think it's just going to find, you know, slowly, sort of break it down and slowly introduce things rather than just completely stop and cut that out of your life. But I feel yeah. yeah, I think it's a big thing that people get lost and him may get lost in the enormity of what is happening to your body oh, absolutely, um, yeah. it's understandable i completely get it but i think for me it's 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 looking at your mindset and looking at, at like how how do you move forward now with what you've got and i think some people like feel that they've lost a normal life but what i would ask people to do is to maybe ask themselves well what is a normal life it's not the be all and end all with, even with just the diagnosis first of all it's not the be all and end all it doesn't have to define who you are or what you're able to do secondly don't stop what you're doing because of this try and work out ways around how you can set little goals and and not just think right that's it got a diagnosis i'm not going to get any better i'm not going to get back to where i was so let's ultimately just just stop what i'm doing that's not the point. That's not the approach because you've got to be positive throughout. Um, thirdly, is just there is light at the end of the tunnel. It's it's a horrible, debilitating disease, but it's but I found I found for myself is that a lot more people out there experiencing these kind of these, these kind of problems. And the more you talk about it, and the more people you get involved, you can start to flow off each other and understand what works for them that might actually work for you that you never thought about before. So it's having a good support group as well. And just get out there, enjoy it, and embrace it, and just try and overcome everything. You know, it's, it's a horrible hurdle to overcome, but with support to family, friends, and, you know, um, people that have been through the same kind of thing is that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think for me, um, I pretty much would just echo that. Like, the first thing is that you're never alone. You know, we, yeah, absolutely. We were talking earlier about we stand alone together. Yeah, but in that, you know, you're never actually truly really alone. There's always people there, so I, d- I never suffer in silence. There's always someone you you can speak to, um, yeah. and and just don't feel ashamed about it. One of the biggest things for me was, and it's probably just the person that I am anyway, is I just, the first conversation I had with anybody since I was diagnosed and had a colostomy bag was to instantly talk about the colostomy bag. I just, yeah. elephant in the room, I'm going to I'm gonna talk about it. <laughs> all of a sudden, yeah. just because I did that, it removed any sort of stigma around it. It removed yeah. that I took it, I owned it. And because I'm talking about it, then I'm on the front yeah. foot. Yeah, so, absolutely. I agree. Uh, yeah, and then just do that one thing. You do one thing. If you weren't doing it before, you're doing, like we said before, you're doing 100% more than what you were doing the day before. So yeah. one thing, do one thing that's 100% more than you were doing before. Yeah. Like, all right, guys, I hope you got something from that today. Um, me and John's got to go back to being dads now and uh, sort out some three-year-olds. Get it to so, bed. <laughs> all that fun and games. But yeah. Okay, guys, that 
concludes today's episode. Um, if you enjoyed it, don't forget to press the like button down below. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the channel. We're going to be backwards and forwards updating you with more information on Crohn's and colitis and generally sharing our story.